0: listening to the something more podcast in season one james a pastor in bristol and lexi part of the staff team here at something more lead us through some of the fundamental practices of faith designed by god to draw us closer to jesus lex when was the last time you went to get your eyes tested
1: for a minute, I thought you were going to say, when was the last time you had your eyebrows plucked? <laughs> That's like rude. Oh, well, we could do that too. No, do no, you
0: Do you go and get your eyebrows No.
1: Plucked? Oh, I have got a story about that though. Yeah, so good. Um, I have inherited my mother's eyebrows. They're so, strong. Yeah, they're strong. Fuzzy felts um, is what I used to <laughs> get called. Um, but Cara Delevingne came along and suddenly thick brows were the thing. So thanks yeah. to Cara. Yeah. Um, but once at uni, I was convinced by a friend to go and get my eyebrows threaded
0: Ooh, she really like, wanted it done and she that's was like, for like with pieces of string yeah,
1: right? teeth string yeah the Sorry, whole teeth. yeah they use their mouth to hold a bit and then they kind of lean over you and and just pluck them out with the string that they wind up remarkable um so uh, plucking my eyebrows i don't find painful at all so i was like it's chill i've got high pain threshold yeah. it was only like three pounds which should have been alarm bells should have been ringing them basically yeah. um so we went in Uh, two ladies came out and they were like the nice friendly smiley one went with my friend and then I had slightly older sullen looking one I was like oh gosh and I just said to her look I'm quite happy with my brows just take away the strays, just the odd like caterpillar ones get rid of them but don't touch the shape I like that she nodded pushed me into the chair and I was like well I hope she understood um she then proceeds to do it and I can feel as she's doing it A lot of hairs being pulled out. And I'm like, ow, either I've got a horrendously hairy face or she is going full into the brow right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got a really hairy forehead. Yeah. Or forehead. Yeah, forehead.
1: Full mono. Forehead or forehead? Forehead. Okay, anyway, carry on. Uh, Anyway, so my eyes are watering so much so I can't actually see what's going on in the mirror. And I was just like, I was praying and I was like, Lord, please, please, (laughs) please no. (laughs) Let it be okay. Um, And was it? It was awful. Oh, it was dear. the worst thing. Oh, even my mum told me I looked horrendous. She gave me tadpoles, as in she took out half of my brow. And I I looked in the mirror and I have never before wanted to cry looking at my appearance so much. Um, yeah, so never again.
0: Uh, interesting that you said you uh, prayed. Because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good segue. I thought it was a good segue. I was, that was
1: like smasher.
0: Um, because we are... Uh, talking about spiritual disciplines and episode one, 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 that was like my best Radio One voice, is on prayer. Hopefully, you've listened to episode zero, uh, which explains something of the spiritual disciplines and what it is and why they're important. And uh, and so this first episode, uh, we're going to be thinking about um, the spiritual discipline of prayer, and it makes sense just to, I suppose, define what prayer is right from the beginning. Uh, And it's also probably worth saying at this point that we are not the fountains of all knowledge, uh, nor are we attempting to fit in every single uh, detail on what prayer is. There are loads of books that you can go read. Lex is gonna uh, headline some of those, or some of the different authors, different people that you can check out. But what we want to leave people with uh, by looking at this spiritual discipline is just a taste or a glimpse of what prayer really is uh, and to see it as a gift um, and to understand something of what God has given us in prayer um, and so just to start us off we you know what prayer is prayer is this conversation with God that we are invited to which when you say it like that you're like oh yeah that's that sounds good but The reality of that is incredible. So we have been invited by the almighty God who holds all things in his hands, is over all things, has created all things and the God of the universe has invited us into a conversation with him and in a culture where so many people are straining to have conversations with famous people and celebrities and interact with them through social media, we forget that prayer is this conversation and invitation to interact and to dialogue and to speak to and to share with the almighty God. We've been invited into communion with God and the remarkable thing about prayer is, is that he listens, so that God listens to us, listens to every word that we utter and he responds to us. In 2 Chronicles 7 there's this amazing verse that demonstrates that to us uh, and Solomon who's an Old Testament character he's he's, he's built the temple of God uh, and then uh, God instructs him and says something to him around prayer and it's in 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 7 verse 14 and this is what God says to Solomon he says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And we see something of God listening and hearing the prayers of the people, but then actually responding. So it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven, and then there's an action, will forgive their sin and heal their land. And God responds to our prayer as well and so we're invited into this divine mystery in which the god of the universe not only hears our prayer uh, but responds to it and so it's something that we shouldn't just sideline we shouldn't just see it as a duty but we should see it as an immense privilege that we get to interact with the god of all creation
1: yeah i think it's just it's it's through the medium of prayer that we grow in that, um in being Christ like, isn't it? And I think like ultimately that is our our aim. So if we're not doing it, if we're neglecting it, um then we are sort of, I suppose, limiting our Experience of God, we're limiting our relationship with Him. I always think like it's very easy to make people feel guilty um, about failing in prayer. That's not the the purpose of this podcast. Mm. We're not here to point any fingers because those fingers would be firmly pointed at us also. Yeah. Um. But we really do need to understand um, that in order to become like Jesus, we we need to pray and and we need to be people who pursue that. And I think Martin Luther puts it really beautifully. Um. So he says um as it is the business of tailors to make clothes and of cobblers to mend shoes so it is the business of christians to to pray wow. um so i think just to kind of set us up and, and signpost um what it is we we're, we're wanting to explore is is the beauty of prayer um mm. showing that it's not just a divine summons um but it it is a it is a royal invitation it's it's not a duty so much as it is a a privilege
0: i, I mean i love what you said like royal invitation that's so good mm. and um and it's also something that Jesus in, instructs yeah. um so yeah. there's the classic thing in Matthew chapter 6 where uh the disciples talk Jesus is talking to the disciples and then he gives them a way <laughs> of praying and he says this is how to pray and, and many of us will be familiar with with the lord's prayer our father in heaven hallowed be your name um and you know one of the things that Jesus teaches to the disciples um, is the reality that the world that we live in and the world that they lived in is out of kilter with how it was originally designed and made for. And there's this, he, he draws a contrast between what it is like in heaven and what it is like in earth. Uh, and, and so Jesus says prayer is the way in which we bring some of that together. We bring what is in heaven to earth. It's, it's in the words of that, that Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and so prayer is the vehicle in which we Mm -hmm. we come to God and we say we ask him to bring about change uh, and we ask uh, for his kingdom to come uh, for heaven to come uh, to earth Uh, and the instructions that he gives before that he says and when you pray do not keep on babbling like pagans, this is in Matthew chapter six verse seven. Do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. And so, um, one of the questions that we should ask ourselves, and um, maybe you want to go into this a little bit more, Lex, is mm. you know what does what does prayer look like? What what does God ask of us when we pray? Uh, perhaps a different question would be, what does a successful prayer life look like? Which seems like a strange question because we're not it's not trying to reach some like Particular level of prayer but mm-hmm. I think it's worth asking the question well what does good praying look like mm-hmm. because I think we can often uh, think that it's, it's supposed to look a certain way and yet Jesus says it's not about getting the right words out mm-hmm. uh, it's not about making them really long uh, so why don't you just tell us something about what prayer looks like and that journey of like learning about what what prayer is
1: well you you hit the nail on the head really with the way you um you set me up there um prayer is learned uh and I think that is just such an encouragement to all of us and let that give you hope because it gave me so much hope um because no matter how weak or how strong your prayer life might be um right here right now you can learn um you can learn to grow and that goes for for everyone as as children of God we we learn to pray in the same way that like a, a child learns to talk, you know. I think something that um, stood out to me. I was thinking about this the other day. Was there are these there are these people that are often referenced in church rightly because they are incredible examples of faith. So uh, Spurgeon. Um, I don't know, Lottie Moon, um, George Miller, these people who... The prayer warriors. The prayer warriors, exactly. And these are people who have achieved um, incredible things. You should really mm. go and read about them if you haven't mm. heard of them before because it is just mind-blowing and so humbling. Um but they have made their progress in exactly the same way mm. um, that all Christians do. And that is in practice, that is in commitment, that is in dedication, mm. that is in sacrifice. And that isn't always glamorous, mm. um, but it's yeah. so glorious. And that is something that I'm really passionate about um, is that it's in those sort of routines that aren't instagram that you don't oh, want to yeah. shout about, that the hard work is um, is put in and and the fruit is reaped from that. Um, and I just think that, that that is such an encouragement to us today. Just remember that, that wherever you are, you can you can learn. Um, practically, I'm always a fan of a, a practical point. What is what does that look like then learning about prayer? Well, number one, by praying. Um, I studied languages at uni um, and they are my delight. Um, but I just didn't wake up one day um, with a degree level uh, ability to speak French or Spanish. That was years of practice. Mm. And and it's the same with prayer in a certain way. You know, it's it's through speaking, it's by trying. And like James said, it might start off really clumsily. You know, we might not know the words, but that's OK. We're led by the Holy Spirit and God wants to hear it no matter how big, no matter how small. So we learn by praying. Mm. Um, How else do we learn? Um, By meditating on scripture. Um, This is a big one for me, something that um, I'm sort of trying to get my head around at the moment. And it has just been so useful because I don't know about you, but um, I often found it quite hard when I was reading the Bible to then pray um, because I was sort of working through morning devotionals and I'd read something that was really incredible. And then it would sort of end with a sentence like, pray about this or like move into a time of prayer and I just be like oh my goodness like uh, mm -mm." and I just kind of mumble out some sort of thank you for this thank you for this oh I've got these things coming up today please help me with that and kind of finish and it always left it, it didn't like satisfy what I knew that experience of prayer could be um and something that hugely transformed it and i'd say probably the the missing link between bible intake and prayer is that time of meditation
0: mm.
1: so really um spending time just thinking about god's character um looking at the words that you're reading and i suppose this is where prayer goes hand in hand with reading the bible yeah. um bible intake um because so often we we try to read and then just swiftly go into our own thing um and like shift into prayer but it should be seamless you know bible meditation prayer so i'd say just meditate on on scripture allow yourself to take in what it is that god is trying to speak to you and think deeply on it digest it and then speak to god about it because it is it's a conversation you know to reference george muller for the first 10 years of his faith he um prayed very like mechanically like a robot almost he'd get up he'd get dressed he'd pray he'd get on with his day and it was only sort of 10 years in he had this revelation um and he sort of gave himself to God's word and to meditation and it was as if he unlocked um this whole new um I don't know this, this stage of faith you know it brought him into real communion with God um and he sort of talks about it by um saying that we shouldn't just let like uh, God's word passes through our minds like water passes through a pipe, um, but we need to consider what we've read, ponder on it, apply it to our hearts, and that's that's such a practical way of helping us grow in our prayer life. Um, so, like, how do we learn to pray? Um, by remembering that we can learn, no matter how old, no matter where we're at, um, by praying on your own, with people, and mm-hmm. um, by journaling, by meditating on Scripture um so I'd say those are kind of the things that have really helped me in this like process and it is an ongoing process there are still ways I can and and know that I need to improve um but I'd really love to hear James like what has what does prayer look like for you on like a personal level
0: yeah um well I think the, the praying the bible bit that you've just talked about um has probably shaped my prayer life more than anything else because I think like you, sometimes I just sit there at a bit of a loss as to what I'm supposed to do. And yet Mm -hmm. we've been given uh, this amazing book full of incredible prayers that God has given us so that we can emulate and use those words to help us, lead us in our prayer life. Um, uh, And so I'm going to share a psalm uh, which David wrote. um, And the reason why this psalm for me is so uh, helpful is partly because um there are various life experiences where i don't really understand what's going on um and so uh, there's something of the psalms that engages my emotions and how and i see what i see with david is is that he's grappling with things that are going on in his life and yet he's not afraid to come to god with them mm-hmm. um and so the thing about david is is that his prayers are raw and they're vulnerable and Uh, It's not about having squeaky clean sentences and and give and kind of presenting your best side to God. But uh, it's clear that like he's angry, frustrated and he Mm -hmm. brings all his emotions to God Mm -hmm. and and essentially uh, to some extent explains what he's going through currently. And for me, that's really that is massively encouraging Because I think we've all gone through times in our lives that have been difficult and we're not Mm -hmm. quite sure what to do with them. And we often go to people and talk about it, but how often do we go to God and talk to him about how frustrated we are? Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, Psalm 5, um, just listen to these words because we see something of David's emotion here um, that is incredibly striking. So in Psalm 5, this is what he says, starting in verse one, he says, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my sighing. So there's, there's some kind of frustration there. There's mm-hmm. the kind of anxiety. What, what, listen to me, God, consider my sighing. Listen to my cry for help. My king and my God, for to you I pray. So he's kind of grabbing hold of God to some extent and saying, I need you to listen to me because I'm frustrated, I'm exhausted, I'm sighing, I don't understand what's going on, I'm confused. Listen to my cry for help. He needs God to come and save him. Verse 3 In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. You are not a God who takes pleasure in evil, with you, the wicked cannot dwell. Um, and I mean you can go on and read the rest of that psalm um, but he just lays it all out there it's not you know he's not coming trying to present his best side but there's this frustration there's there's dissatisfaction and he comes straight to God with it um, and I think you know for me for, uh, in, during probably the last couple of years I've had to learn something of what it means to bear my emotions to God and it's it's not been easy and so a uh, a personal story would be um uh, i'm married to sarah uh she's a wonderful lady uh and we were trying to have uh a baby for like a year and a half um without any success and uh we didn't really understand what was going on uh and uh we both felt like we would be you know decent parents so why was god not allowing that to happen uh, and you obviously it raises all sorts of questions around like why aren't we able to conceive? Uh, is is this some kind of like punishment? Yeah. Uh, what's God teaching us? Uh, and so I had to learn what it was to to come to God with my frustration and emotions because often I was just internalizing it and just mm-hmm. trying to deal with it, or I'd speak to other people. And so th- for me, this psalm was massively encouraging because mm-hmm. during that time of not understanding why we weren't able to have kids mm. um I was uh, this psalm encouraged me and so you know I'd, I'd pray the psalm for myself mm. give ear to my words oh lord consider my sighing listen to my cry for help it's like I'm grabbing hold of God I'm saying I don't understand why Sarah and I can't have kids right now uh, and, I, and I need to kind of confront that and also to share my emotion in that um Uh, And so for us together, praying together, but also kind of seeking God and bearing the emotions for me, that, that is what successful prayer life looks like. Now we don't, Mm -hmm. don't get, uh, don't get me wrong. We don't get it right all the time. And I am certainly not a classic prayer warrior at all, but I think I learned something about what prayer really was, which is to not hide, Mm -hmm. to come and bring the rawness of what we're experiencing uh, and to process that with him. And for me, that's what god god is far more interested in that than eloquent prayers or like jesus was saying babbling words that go on forever yeah it's like come and bring you and what you're experiencing that's what i'm interested in
1: yeah and i think you you touched on something um really important there um so like in matthew 7 there's that um whole passage that that talks about like ask seek knock um Mm. and andrew murray has like a really interesting Mm. take on that which i have found so helpful because so often i'm discouraged from prayer because i expect there to be no response or no no answer Mm. um and so andrew murray says like let us beware of weakening the word with our, our human wisdom because i think so often we'll maybe go into prayer being like expecting god to be that kind of like divine butler um who listens and grants he's not a genie in a bottle and Mm. i think like we do need to get our head around that and that can be hard especially if it's something that we desire so much like if there is someone that we know that is unwell or like for you and sarah like you you are great parents and i can so see why you wanted that and it's so confusing when you just can't see um An answer or an end to the sort of ongoing um situation you're in um but i think it is so important and this is something that i need to learn too and that i'm really fighting to choose because i think so much of this is like a faith is like i need to fight to to choose god over other things and this is the same in prayer um that we need to not become so like accustomed to our failings with prayer and our shortcomings with prayer um and the perception of asking and not receiving that we deny God's promise to us. And right. his promise is that he hears yes. and he, he does answer. Um, he says that like prayer is answered, yes. um, but that doesn't necessarily look the way we expect it to yeah, you don't
0: you don't necessarily get what you want you
1: don't necessarily get what you want um and it also involves us examining our prayers as well I think sometimes mm. when I've prayed for something um and it's and it's been ongoing and, uh, and I still don't see the fruit I expect to see um because I feel like I'm entitled to that thing um it really forces me to to examine my heart behind that prayer I'm like why is it are you praying the right thing yeah i think again i just so i love reading and i love reading about other people's take on things um and so when we were talking about prayer i was like great there are some incredible people out there that have written some incredible things um and spurgeon says something that's so beautiful and it and it all hinges on this idea that um god doesn't lead us to pray to frustrate us and i think like that is a truth that we need to know um And Spurgeon says, like, I cannot imagine any one of you tantalizing your child by exciting them or exciting in them a desire that you do not intend to gratify. Where God leads you to pray, he means you to receive. Mm. Um, And this isn't prosperity gospel. I'm not saying ask for a million pounds and it's going to be in your bank account because it's not. Drop that right now. Um, But what I'm saying is, like, he's not leading us down a dead end. Like, if he tells us we need to pray we need to pray like there is a reason behind that yeah um so i suppose like the question is like with all of this in mind like because prayer is expected because prayer is learned because prayer is answered like will will you pray is kind of what we need to now ask ourselves
0: yeah so good and that underlying i mean you've just articulated it so well that underlying principle of prayer is about acknowledging god's will Mm. which we cannot change (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes and so prayer is that humbling experience of of saying i'm going to lay down what i want and i'm going to acknowledge your plans and your purposes um and so a good place to start is actually in your prayer asking god what should i pray about is is often a really good a good place to start mm-hmm. right is like you sit down find a place get yourself a prayer chair find a place that you can go Without distractions, turn your phone off and ask god what what do you want me to pray about today and just sit and wait and often then things come to you, or you can pray a psalm mm. um so and I think you know that is a is a great place to start yeah. pray back to God who He is, what he's done for you, mm. and that just sets. The tone
1: well it's that it's that intention isn't it really i think we're so good at planning other things and um, prayer is often never planned time isn't allotted um it's not that we don't necessarily have a desire but that we aren't very good at setting it up and so for me i've found that um having like a couple of really close friends that i can call upon where i'm like i'm either going through this or i'm processing this or do you know what i just need you to be praying with me i need to pray with you Mm. that has been such an encouragement um because it gets me out of my head and it and it reminds me of the sort of awe and wonder that that prayer holds um and so yeah it can it can look like whatever a group of you two of you spending time reading through the bible first or just getting straight into i mean for me that meditation bible intake is um so important because i think when we have a we're very good at having a little awareness of like the real needs. So sometimes being reminded by the reality of the gospel, um, and and the wonder of it. So the things that drive us to Jesus. Um, those are things that are like almost catalysts, I suppose, in in being able to pray and that successful inverted commas yes. um, prayer life.
0: Yes, and and like you know, uh, I I don't know who said it, but it's like if you want to <laughs> kill giants, go and hang out with some giant killers. It's yeah. like uh there's something to be said for finding people mm. who are perhaps further down the line than you or you yeah. just really admire for their prayer life and go and pray, go and ask to pray they would yeah. love to pray with you and spend time doing that, and there's something to be said for that um or you know if you find prayer difficult uh if you know if you go to a church, they'd like you have some prayer meetings on so go why don't you go and pray pray with your church go to go to some of the prayer meetings, learn from people about what it means to pray uh, and how to do that. Um, So one of the things that we want to do as part of uh, the podcast is leave you with something to do. Mm. And so the first would be, number one, why don't you try praying a psalm this week? So we want to bring the Bible and prayer together and praying the Bible as a discipline uh, is is a great way of encountering God, acknowledging his plans and his purposes. Um, and so why don't you start with Psalm 5, seeing as we read it uh, today or read part of it. Why don't you, every day this week, pray Psalm 5 at the beginning of the day. Get yourself into a nice chair, get yourself a coffee uh, and just read Psalm 5, even just a couple of times, but start to use it as your opportunity to pray to God and see what happens. Mm. And then number two, which Lex has just talked about, is why don't you find someone to pray with this week, even if it's just once, Uh, once this week, why don't you text someone and say, hey, would you like to to pray together Mm. and then grab breakfast or grab a coffee um, and just see what that is like for you. Uh, And hopefully that helps in that spiritual discipline of, of praying and meeting with God, acknowledging him. And just to bring it back to that opening, Verse those few verses at the beginning that I shared from, from Chronicles where God says to Solomon if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and seek my face and pray and the result that God says is I will come and heal their land uh, what would it look like for if, if us as a community were to take on some of these truths to take prayer seriously to accept that royal invitation of prayer mm-hmm. that God has given us Um, and to seek his face, to humble ourselves, acknowledge His say, what would it look like for this country, uh, for this city, or wherever you are living, what would it look like if a whole bunch of people our age, our generation would grab hold of prayer? Well, God says, I'll come and heal their land. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's something wonderful about that. Uh, And so our encouragement would be to take hold of it, accept the invitation, start the dialogue, learn, Uh, Expect God to come and answer, um, to share and bear your soul to him uh, because he hears and he responds and he loves us. Um, And what we see ultimately is that God does not withhold himself from us. And we see that primarily when he gave his son for us. It's the greatest gift that he could have ever given us. In fact, he's given us everything that we need in his son. And so, you know, we should expect him to to move because he's given us his most precious possession, his son. And so he doesn't withhold from us. Um, And so that's the God that we serve. Uh, And so we hope that in talking about this, this has fueled your prayer life or or has actually inspired you, perhaps, to consider how you can pray uh, this week. And we hope that it becomes life giving for you. Um, So thanks for joining with us Lex. Yes. You're a legend. You so Episode 2 coming up
1: at ya you, in your ears.